to Ohanga. My name is Maggie and today we'll be speaking with Sean. Welcome, Sean. Hello. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on board. Yay. So let's get started. What kind of art do you do? Uh, primarily, I do landscape photography. So I go out most Saturday mornings with a friend, um, usually pre-dawn. We get some sunrise pictures. Yeah. Um, anywhere, pretty much Rhode Island, southern New England area. And that's what we do. We go out, get some sunrise pictures, have uh, just chat, have some fun, come home, edit our pictures and post them on Facebook and Aww. Instagram and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get involved with art and take us back as far mm. as possible? Yeah, I guess I've always been somewhat on the creative side. Um, I just remember being back in elementary school, I'd be taking painting classes at the YMCA and mm. doing stuff like that. So I was always involved in painting like oil paints and stuff and drawing. I always accelerated in creative stuff and anything that's creative, I'd always like to uh, go and explore. Um, and then in college, I, you know, I was always, I was always interested in photography, but I didn't get into it because also it was kind of expensive and all that stuff. Anyway, I had a friend that was into it. Um, it was fascinating, but when I went into the dark room and I saw that first piece of paper go into that tray and you rock it and watch the chemicals have, um, it do its magic on the piece of paper and you see the image come out of nowhere, you know, I was hooked. So stayed uh stayed doing that and just um found myself even though i wasn't taking a photo class at ccri i started just going to the dark room and using it and nobody really paid it any attention uh then i went up to rick and um i met a fantastic professor uh, larry sykes uh, a really good mentor to me he saw my potential and he gave me keys to this little dark room that nobody else had access to and I just go in there and play around and experiment. There's only about a five or six of us that had that access. And, uh, wow. and was, was this a lot still, of fun. This was still at university or was this after? This was at Rhode Island College. Okay. He was a professor at Rhode, uh, Rhode Island College. And he gave the five or six of us keys to this little dark room. We could go in any time of day or night. And so many times that we'd be there around 11 o'clock, the security guys would always try and lock us out so we shut the water off shut the music off wait till he goes by and turn everything back on develop like three in the morning so wow. um, but he gave us he gave us a lot of the creative freedom and i started learning more about um doing black white the toning i started doing non-silver things like paint my own emulsions on paper and just trying to be as creative as i could so i got a lot of freedom from doing that sort of stuff and what were you were you studying photography as well or were you studying something else I really didn't have a declared major. I was just looking to see what was going to come, but I, I, they, they had the classes there, so I took took them, and I just fell more in love with the photography. Um, from there, I started working at uh, a camera shop. I became a camera assistant, doing some pictures and did some weddings and stuff like that. Uh, managed a camera store for a while, and um, just kind of took a break from it because I just found you know, doing anything commercially photography is that left brain, right brain sort of thing. Mm -hmm. One side's creative, one side has to be analytical. Well, I'm the creative. I didn't like to do do that. So I took a break from photography because anytime I want to pick up a camera, I'm thinking, oh, how much film costs? How much, how much do I have to do in taxes? Write this off, all this paperwork, and it did became fun. So I put my cameras aside for a while. And that's just when 
photography went from the digital uh, film world into the digital world. Okay. So, and it had that little evolving period. So when I came back into it, digital cameras were good enough to make some really good pictures. And then I was able to um, see what I can do editing wise with uh, Photoshop and Lightroom. And it, it felt like I'm back in the dark room again, but I can do it on the computer. And I found a lot more creative expression that way. And um, I haven't stopped since. Oh, great. So, okay, I'll, I'm gonna ask a couple of questions along the timeline. So what did you mm -hmm. ultimately study in college if you were doing you know, your photography? Did you major in photography? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a. I didn't have a declared major. I had taken a break from college for a while. Came back. Okay. And I thought maybe I'll have something. The only thing that really hit my fancy was photography, and photography. I couldn't find anything else. And then I never really finished that degree because I got a job doing uh, work in the store, becoming gotcha. a photo manager, all these sort of things. So that kind of fell on the wayside. Okay, so what did you do when you decided to take a break from photography? What did you do between the period that period and when you picked it up again when it was all digital? So I decided I just didn't want to do any do anything with um, running a business or management or anything like that. So I went to New England Tech, took a class in computer programming because I'm besides being creative, I'm a little nerdy and geeky. <laughs> so, so I took a class in computer programming, um, specifically web development that led to an internship, which led to a job, which led to another job and stuff. So that's what I do full time. I do um, the web web development for uh, big companies. Okay. And I get to have the luxury of working from home, which is very nice. Um, and then once that started, then that's when I kind of photography started picking up. But now it's just hobby, hobby, hobby. Okay. And I'm having a lot, a lot of fun with it. Oh, good. And what made you pick the camera back up? How Also, how many years passed during which you weren't photographing? I'd like to say probably like four or five, maybe. Okay. And I kind of kept thinking about getting back into it, but I didn't. But then my wife bought me a small little Nikon SLR oh. outfit. And, uh, you know, just drew me back in yeah okay and so so where are you now with your photography you said you said it's you know your hobby are you trying to make yeah. it more than a hobby or are you happy with where it is now i like it as a hobby you know to, to go out and taking the pictures that's a lot of fun hanging out with some friends um i do enjoy uh there's a few facebook groups i belong to and every so often people's like where do you guys go or can you how do I learn more about photography? And we'll have them come out with us. And that's led to some nice friendships. And, you know, teaching them how to do, you know, either editing pictures or how to shoot, compose and things like that. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, what am I looking for more would be just to be able to start showing my work off and stuff. I, I kind of enjoy, every so often I'll see something for like South County Art, association or work for our associate so many small art groups that they have an open forum i mean an open gallery for photography and i'll put my pictures in there and it's nice to be able to see the pictures up and get to hear some feedback from actual people rather than you know friends and stuff and what i kind of like to do is go next to the my photo but look at the other one and pretend 
that I didn't take the picture and listen to people. <laughs> so I get to hear unfiltered opinions of it rather than, yes, that's my picture. And that, you know, obviously people always want to say something nice. So it's kind of nice to stand next to it, listening to people and hear an unfiltered opinion of what they, of, of my work. And um, sometimes it's not always nice, but it helps me get better. <laughs> and sometimes the nice comments make me feel good about it too. So, you know, yeah. both of those nice, great comments spur me on, bad ones say, maybe look, maybe look at it differently and try and, um, Correct what I did wrong, or or grow from the or grow from it, and uh, and that's what that's it. And what am I looking to do? I'm just looking to get my pictures out there because I know a lot of people like it. I do every so often somebody might like a photo and I'll sell sell it to them or whatnot, and uh, it always makes me feel good. So I'm just looking to maybe just expand um, what I do with my images, and, you know, share them out with a, a few more people, and if they like them and hang them on the wall, I'm very happy to help. Oh. And so what inspires your photography? What are you looking to capture? Um, it's a good question. What I like to do is, I guess when I, you know, you go out and see a beautiful sunrise uh, or landscape or something, I like to be able to sh take what I saw and share it with other people. And the other thing I see with it is, um, um, it's not so much as just just taking the picture of taking a snapshot. I mean, you can do that with the phone, but I like instead of my, my philosophy, I, I guess you could say would be, it's not to take a picture of, of what I see, but how I see it. So yes, I do tweak my images a little bit, but it's to show how I saw the particular sunrise. Maybe I might increase the colors or mute them a little bit more or add a little something, but that's how I saw it. And that's, that's what I'm trying to show you. And just to show people like, you know, Wood, Wood Island is a really pretty area. There's a lot of small little things and people kind of overlook them because they're so busy on their phones and friends and doing this and doing that, that they might overlook a simple sun, sunrise or a sunset or, or they might just miss this. Um, like, I know spring is in Newport. You have all those beautiful daffodils everywhere. People sometimes don't slow down and take and enjoy those sort of things. So yeah. that's what I try and do. I say capture a moment, show how I saw it and share it with other people. That's beautiful. And so it seems like you're more drawn to nature. Is that the theme yeah. that you mostly Well, do? I mean, I, I do enjoy cityscapes as well. Okay. And give me a ruined factory. Oh, I'm oh. in there with uh, my black and white mode on. So, but again, I can find some beauty in that sort of stuff as well. Sometimes it's the, my wife always says, you know, what's so great about a ruined factory, but you see, uh, there's a story of like the signs that fell people left something behind and just the sh like the the lights and the shadows create some drama and stuff and it's just um again something different but i find compositionally it's very interesting to me okay all right and what obstacles have you faced in the pursuit of photography besides you've <laughs> mentioned you know the fact that it plays to two sides of your brain but what are some other yeah. things you've had to overcome I guess the only other thing would be, what do I do with the images after? I mean, it's nice to do out and take the pictures. I enjoy it. I could keep on doing it. But it's just going out and trying to um, have them uh, be on display and, and things like that. So uh, I guess you know, part of it is just me to spur me on to get them out there and do something with them. And the other thing is just to be able to find a place that would like to take them in. Because I know they'll sell, 
but part of me is just like, ah, oh, you know, the, uh, going through this rigmarole of getting them all up and out and framed and all that sort of stuff. But ideally, the biggest thing is just how to display and market my images. Gotcha. And, you know, what do you want your photography to mean to your customers or to your viewers when they see them in galleries? I just like them to really have an image that makes them stop, makes them think about it and, and take in the beauty and um, maybe see what I saw. Maybe they see it somewhat different, but I want that image to be able to touch them in some way. Hmm. And do you hope to be doing photography full-time in the future? Or are you happy with the balance you have right now? At the moment, I'm happy with the balance. And so I guess one of my questions is always, can you describe your workspace? But I guess your workspace is the outdoors, right? Yeah, my workspace is pretty much outdoors or in a factory or, or wherever it takes me. Uh, when I do edit at my images, it's wherever my laptop is. So it's usually somewhere in the house. It could just be sitting on the couch or it could be on the kitchen table. Wherever my laptop is, I've done editing at Panera or wherever. So yeah. my workspace is 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 all over the place um my, my head is the my workspace you could say because sometimes when, when i go somewhere i see the scene again like i said it's about how i see it so i can see the scene and i try and pre-visualize what i want the image to look like before i've taken the photo so i'll know how to stand where to stand expose and then when i'm sitting to do my editing i'll know how i want it already have an idea in my head how i want it to be so a lot of the a lot of my workspace is in my head and the, the camera and the laptop are just tools to get my vision out. Just the outlet. Okay. Yeah. So you've mentioned that you were very creative as a child as well. And, you know, you took art classes, you did some painting. So back then, did you think that, you know, photography would be in your future? Did you ever consider it as a career or was your mindset even back then, you know, this is just going to be my hobby? I don't know. I mean, way back then it was just, you didn't know. I mean, you, you're like six or nine, you don't know those sort of things. Okay. And that's a million years away. So, <laughs> and then, and when I grew up, we only had like the small little Kodak Instamatic and whatnot. And that was like hands off. And you only, that was only pulled out on like special occasions. Okay. So a roll of film would last a year. So I was never allowed to play with the camera. So I never thought about photography. Okay. Until gotcha. I got older. But you did, you said you took art classes, right? Yeah. So yeah, my parents were nice about that. They saw some creative gene inside of me. So um, I would take classes again uh, at the YMCA. They had art way back when. And uh, I did oil paintings for years and years and years. And I really enjoy it. And I keep thinking I might dabble and go back to it every so often, but I never do. But you should. I might. I might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there any person in particular that has influenced your artistic pursuits? I know you mentioned that professor that gave you the keys to his darkroom, but is there yeah. anyone else? Uh, I mean, the other ones that come to mind, you know, the biggie would be Ansel Adams and Edward okay. Weston. Those are very two really big guys in photography. Another one is Michael Kenner. I think he's more contemporary and he does very minimalist sort of work. And I just like the quietness and peace that he brings. It's usually a lot in black and white too. So um, 
I never knew really knew much about him until somebody mentioned him to me and they said your work looks like his and oh. I could see it and then I, the more I kept looking at his stuff more I would get inspired so sometimes I might go out and I'll say oh look it's a cloudy day I think I'll be Michael McKenna today <laughs> so <laughs> so I have those sort of things um, when I go out there I might look at his stuff or and I'm st I'm always, always still doing it every time I look at anything photographic I might save a clip of it or try and remember it go out and try and uh, imi imitate it or try and capture something similar and grow and keep growing my uh, my skill set. Um, yeah. I don't believe I'm ever going to be finished learning. So <laughs> is anyone I, ever? <laughs> no, no. And my wife, she has this, she has a, a bracelet with a inscription from Michelangelo uh, when he was 88 years old. I think it's Ancaro Amparo. It means I'm always learning. So at 88, the guy is still learning. So yeah. I like to say the same thing of, um, I think that's the other thing that spurs me on of how, how can I still take another shot? The other thing is I sometimes will go to certain locations quite a lot that kind of like my muse of, or it forces me to go. I was like, my wife said, how many times are you going to photograph that lighthouse? I'm like, well, <laughs> lights, lights different today. It's, the clouds are different, all these things. But sometimes if I'm blocked, I can go there and it forces me to try and look at the same scene in a different way. And that sometimes will unblock whatever I have going on and I see it differently. And I'm like, wow, I'm kind of impressed. So I have a few spots that I use as ways to get past my blockages. All right, I think we've pretty much hit all of my questions. Okay. Is there anything else you think is important for us to know about you or your story or your art? No, I, I think I've mentioned most of the stuff. Um, again, it's just, for me, it's just been a fun hobby. Um, like going out with a couple of friends, taking the pictures and maybe learn something new, or just shoot the breeze and have some fun, um, come home with some nice images to share. And um, again, just, um, again, it's just more about trying to share people with my visions and here's how I see it. And it's kind of nice when, when it, re it resonates with people. Yeah.